I am wondering if you could tell me how many yards there are in an American football field, not including the end zones. Not including the end zones? Yeah. A hundred. Yeah. And I'm wondering if you know the record number of points scored in one NBA game by a single player. Mm, 125. A hundred. Oh. And you know who did it? Oh, I see where we're going here. It was um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Wilt Chamberlain. Oh, I knew that. Okay. And do you know in the United States how many senators there are? I'm going to go ahead and guess 100. 100. That's right. <laughs> um, do you know how many blessings daily a religious Jew is expected to utter? 100. A hundred. Anybody <laughs> want to look at the 100 Wikipedia page with me? And oh what goodness. temperature does water boil at? A hundred. I think there's something to this number. Do oh you my think goodness. So? There's a trend. There's a trend. What is it? Uh, something about a hundred. And I got nothing here, but do you know in Roman numerals what a letter C is? A hundred. A <laughs> hundred. All right. I'm That's really all enjoy- I got. I'm really enjoying these fun facts. Yeah, I can, I can bring these out anytime you want. Love it. Wikipedia is great for this. Hi, and welcome to The Improvement Project, a podcast about being a better human through good habits, challenging yourself, learning from a wide range of experts, and celebrating all of the little wins along the way. I'm Dr. Peggy Malone, a healthcare provider and human being, trying my best to be better and encouraging others to do the same. I'm in London, Ontario, Canada, and with me is my disciplined accountability partner, Jenny. That's me, Jenny Kaus, a marketing professional from St. Thomas, Ontario. I'm a small town gal and a big believer in the power of habits. We know from research and from our year of monthly habit challenges, how our daily choices impact and ultimately create our lives. So we're getting intentional about our habits and we hope to inspire you to become more disciplined, more consistent, happier, healthier, more productive, and overall, your own best self. Although, lately, Peggy and I are giving ourselves some grace and we're just doing our best to get through each day. And we hope that you are being gentle with yourselves too. Jenny and I are recording this episode on Tuesday, May the 19th, 2020. We are now in our 10th week of social distancing during the global pandemic. Uh, That's the bad news. But the good news is that today's episode is number 100 of the Improvement Project. Yay! We made it to 100. This is so cool. It is cool. So we are going to take a look back at our first 100 episodes and review where we were and how far we've come. We're going to check in on the habits we've taken on and perhaps ones that got left behind after we took them for a test drive. You'll hear our favorite episodes or challenges, and you'll also hear some amazingly kind words from some of our listeners. And they'll probably make me teary. That's right. We'll get all the feels. That always happens. So I doubt it would surprise you if I told you that over the last 100 episodes, as we're talking about our favorite challenges, that my favorite challenge has been, I'm sure you can guess it, the hashtag men's game. (laughs) Right? Not a surprise. Hashtag not a surprise. I didn't put much like, I just kind of like, 
thought about it and that's just what floated to my mind first. Um, and after reading through them, it really was, I think my favorite. Um, so for those who don't know what I'm talking about, that was the month that we made a focused effort to declutter by playing the game invented by Josh and Ryan of the minimalists, where on day one, you get rid of one thing. So one little item of clutter on day two, you get rid of two things and so on until you reach the end of the month and you've gotten rid of what, like more than 400 things, nearly 500, something like that. I can't remember what the number is. I didn't think it was quite 400, but it's a lot. It's a lot. And the whole challenge, you're supposed to share it on social media with the hashtag men's game. And you can even challenge a friend, which is what we did to see who can make it further. And it's a really fun one. If you've been feeling inspired to shed yourself of extra stuff, and it's a great little idea to make a game of it. And your home will feel noticeably better after. Like you have extra room to breathe and it can even be energizing. I've mentioned, I've talked about it on here. I think I've done it at least three times now, possibly four. And I am continually shocked that I can get through a whole round of this because I always think if I've done it before, how will I have enough stuff? But it's, it is really surprising. And I'm not even someone who is a big shopper, but it's amazing how much just stuff kind of creeps into our homes. So I found that one to be fun. And you, you enjoyed it too. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it for sure. Yeah, maybe not as much as I did. I don't know. Um, and <laughs> I got you know swept what? up in your like, oh. excitement about the men's game. I like how you used a terminology around cleaning for that. Well mm-hmm. done. Yeah, on And do you know what the other one that though, like the, so there were kind of top two for me was the digital detox when we did that that one, that really left an impression on me. And that was when we, so we made an effort all month to use our phones less. And we, we use the strategy of monitoring to really look at our screen time. And then the ultimate, like kind of the, what would you call that? Like the grand finale was going 24 hours without your phone, which when you first hear it, you're like, no big deal. It's 24 hours. But then you really start to think about it. And 24 hours was something you're so used to. It was, it was a pretty major eye opener for me. Um, and I think that this one really made me look at my kind of not on purpose habits, but default habits much more clearly and it was really startling to see how it felt to go without access to my phone, not only for 24 hours, but even just for one hour. Yeah. Like it, it was startling and I really enjoyed that. So, and I know I talked about doing it this year and I've not been good about doing it, but I'm definitely having more mindfulness about how much I'm using my phone. But yeah, wasn't that a strange feeling? Definitely. And, um, when you talk about our favorite episodes, I'm not sure if our favorite episodes or favorite challenges, I'm not sure if I'd call them my favorite, but I'm definitely on board with the two you mentioned. And Mm -hmm. you also just now said habits that I do on purpose versus default habits. And I think that this is probably where my brain goes when I'm thinking about these. So uh, instead of being my favorite, I'll say that the men's game, the digital detox, and then I'll add to the mix, the no complaining and gossiping challenge. Mm -hmm. They taught me the most about myself and what it is that I want to intentionally create for myself, both in my environment, what I allow as input coming into my brain on the regular, and also my thought processes and how I intentionally choose the words that I speak. So as you said, these are sort of the default things versus the things you do 
on purpose. Like I'm going to exercise for 30 days. These ones here are more, how is it that the, the, the systems running in the background are those habits are affecting how I show up in the world. And I think that's why I would call these ones my favorite, even though I wouldn't say the actual challenges were my favorite, the insights and the outcomes after the challenges were my favorite. Yeah, I definitely agree with that because I will say the phone one was hard. It was hard. And there was lots of parts of it that I did not find enjoyable. Like, and that's the thing I think, you know, with any of these, it's kind of, it's like exercising, right? Like you, to get the results you want, it has, you know, you, you have discomfort as part of it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was definitely an eye opener. That's for sure. Um, all right. So the other thing that I also wanted to say when we're talking about a favorite episode is I really liked our chats with the Scottish Improvement Project. Those guys are fun. They are so fun. And I really enjoyed that. And do you remember how hard we laughed the first time we talked? Oh, to them? yeah. They were just fantastic. I hope that we can talk oh, to them again. Oh, my gosh. Soon. Do you know what the word is that comes to mind for me? What is it? Was chemistry. Yeah, definitely. Like, I think if we had been single ladies on a double day with them, we would be like, oh my gosh, we are all hitting it off. <laughs> Definitely. Do you know what I mean? Like it was, it was one of those things, like what was the movie where he's like, did we just become best friends? Oh, it's Step Brothers. Step <laughs> That's what it felt like where we just instantly really got along with them. I don't know what it was, but they were they were just great and they still are great. And we are hoping to talk to them again soon. We're trying to set something up. So yeah, that'll be great. That'll be a a good addition to our upcoming episodes for sure. And I'd really love to hear how they're doing kind of through all of this as well. Definitely. We need to get a different perspective from a a different part of the world. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, We also want to share, we talked about what our favorite episodes were and what we took out of the last hundred episodes. Um, This week, I reached out to some of our listeners and here are some really beautiful things that some of our listeners have had to say about the first 100 episodes. So Natalia, who is one of our, we call her super listeners, Mm -hmm. uh, she says this, congrats on episode 100. Whoop, whoop. Over the duration of this podcast, you guys have inspired me to be a better human. I've learned that maintaining healthy habits is really the best form of self-care. I've learned how to be kinder to myself and others. You guys are great hosts and are super relatable. Turns out I hate chess too, Jenny. Oh, (laughs) my favorite episodes were the month of no complaining and gossip. That was super hard for me too. I also really enjoyed your episodes with the Scottish Improvement Project. Oh, she's Mm -hmm. on the same page as us. Thanks Mm -hmm. for 100 great episodes. Thank you so much for those kind words, Natalia. That was awesome. And thank you so much for listening. Yeah, thank you so much, Natalia. We really appreciate it. And uh, I'm glad to hear that I'm not alone with this chess thing. There's something going on there. So there was another lovely note from listener Linda. Linda says, I never miss an episode and want to comment on every one because I love them so much. Okay, that, like, honestly, that just gives me the feels. I know. Um, However, I don't take the time to do so. I get busy with life. I hear that, Linda. Um, But just know they are awesome and helpful. Just a note from the episode where you two were down and out was such perfect timing for me that day because I was so discouraged and ready to cry, just like the both of you were. So I felt a connection with your honesty and sincerity. And then the next episode, it was like, okay, we got this again. Good on you. That helped as well and was good inspiration. We just have to keep going one day at a time. 
I really enjoy special guests, but you two always come up with great topics, whatever they are. I would love for you to have a show where it's live and the audience could ask questions. I guess that could be in the future, maybe your 150th show. Super excited and proud of you both for keeping this up. It should be celebrated for sure. I have like actual tears in my eyes. <laughs> I know, isn't it great? Oh, that's so oh. nice. Like to just like for me, I just like the thought that someone would take the time to even write a note, let alone say such lovely things is so touching and just so absolutely appreciated. Definitely. Thank you, Linda. Shout out to you, girl. All right. And Will said, congrats on 100 episodes. A few points of feedback. I enjoy listening to the challenges that you two undertake, even though I don't participate along with all of your activities. It has been nice to listen to your progress. Along with that, I like the learn segment. It's nice to hear what shortcomings or lessons you dealt with, which makes it seem more realistic. It's great when you have had guests on. It's nice to get some different opinions and discussion going. Perhaps consider lengthening the show? I know it's difficult to fill time content wise, but I could listen to you longer. And you definitely need to hire John to be your permanent announcer. Congrats again. Okay, so a couple things. I fully agree with and support the idea of John being a permanent announcer. He has a great voice and he is a very entertaining to listen to. Yep. Um, in terms of lengthening the show, well, I hope that you've picked up on the fact that we could talk forever. And our public service is cutting ourselves off because I'm terrified by how long we could talk sometimes. We could it's just, cool that you like listening to us, though. I like that. That I um, mean, you're not bored by whatever it is that we're discussing or talking to each other about. Yeah, absolutely. And Linda mentioned doing um, a live one and people could ask questions. I think that's a great idea. And I think so we have we've done our Facebook live what was the reason we did the Facebook Live? Was that the I think 50th? it was when we did our one year anniversary last year. Oh, it was a one year one. Mm, that was fun. That was fun. So we could do that again. We could do some um, live on the socials and have people ask questions in real time. We'll consider that for sure. Because you can have two people. Say if you did it on Instagram, you can have two, like we could both be on. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Yeah. Well, so we'll, put it, we'll put it into the, into the big cauldron of things we're considering for the next few episodes. I don't often go on social media, but I would do it awesome. for this. I, would I love it. it. I would consider All right. It. So I wanted to do a little brainstorm of what are we planning for our next 100 episodes? So in chatting with some of our listeners, it's clear that you like when we've had guests on the show. So hopefully we'll do more of that. And especially maybe the guys from the Scottish Improvement Project. So that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll continue to share our umi likes and our wins and our learns. Uh, we like to chat about things that are in the zeitgeist that are topical in whichever week we are recording and which perhaps are having an effect on our habits or lack thereof. Mm -hmm. So I'm guessing we will continue to chat in an organic way about what's happening for each of us in real time as it seems to offer the best content that is relevant as we both do our best to be better humans. Um, other than that, perhaps some more challenges. This is something that's been on my mind. Um, I want to know what the listeners think. Is there a particular habit or habit challenge that you would like us to dig into or to go back to? We are open to suggestions. What do you think, Jenny? I'm open to that. I have to admit I'm in a time when I could use a little refresh on a couple things. Um, this, uh, whole pandemic situation has thrown some of my habits. There's a got a couple of my kind of more foundational ones that are still in place. Um, but there's some that I wouldn't mind revisiting kind of a, more around physical activity. Okay. 
with the bad weather and the being home, I've been sitting around too much. And you know what else I've been doing? Eating terrible. Yeah. I think that so. that's pretty standard for a lot of people right now. And I know that there's going to be some people who are really disciplined, but a lot of people have been going to their comfort just because they're not feeling comfortable, like emotionally, uh, yeah. psychologically. It's So they go to the comfort and a lot of times comfort is food and booze and not exercising and holding the couch down and all of those things. So I think you're right. Maybe it's time for a refresh. I came across a lint dark chocolate that has sea salt. Ooh, yummy. I like that. It's very good. So we've been having like, we each have like a little square at that, of that at night, but it was a real gateway. I'm not going to lie. Uh-oh. Okay. Yeah. Things are a little off the rails food wise. I'm getting back on the tracks, but I could, I could use a little like formalized challenge to get myself in line. Okay. Well, why don't between now and when we record next episode, you and I will get together and we'll do a little planning session about what we've got coming up and then we'll announce it next time what we're going to be working on. All right. That sounds good to me. All right. Now it's time for a segment we call, Ooh, me likey. Peggy and I like talking to each other about podcasts we've been listening to, books we've been reading, just random internet hilarity we've found. And we feel like maybe you will find it fun and benefit from it too. So each week, each of us will share something that we are loving, that we find useful or practical, or just something that is pure frivolity and fun. And we decided that maybe for this week, because it's our 100th episode, let's take a look back at some of our favorite, what are you digging, which is what this episode or this segment used to be called, or ooh, me likey moments. Yeah. Okay. So I took a little look back over the list of the things that I have chose over the last 100 episodes. And I, I know, so I've kind of got different things. Sometimes it's like an actual product and then sometimes it's a show. We talked about books and I've even picked online software. So it, it is an odd list. And in looking at it, I forgot some of the ones that I had recommended and it was cool to see the ones that I think like, oh yeah, definitely that's one I still would pick today. And oddly, one of the items that really stood out to me for some reason was the Garmin VivoFit Junior on episode 28. So, I mean, I don't want to be picking too many products, but this one is interesting because it has been so useful over the, I would say, I think it's been a year and a half that we have had it. It's, and it's a children's activity tracker. So it's a, a watch that my son wears and it obviously tells him the time, but it counts active minutes, his steps, it monitors his sleep. And it even has like a reward tracker for chores and that sort of thing, but we don't really use that part. Um, so what is basically happening here is that your child becomes a Tamagotchi. Do you remember those? Yeah, totally. Yeah. So like a little virtual pet that you got to make sure it gets it act, its activity and everything. <laughs> you got to um, feed it and keep it alive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it turns your kid into one of those. Amazing. Um, but it's really, really good for those who have very energetic children. It helps to ensure that your kid is getting the exercise and sleep that they need because you have that live data right on their wrist where you can just check it. It feels like such a parenting hack for me. And I'm finding it so helpful right now when we are more restricted and you know the weather hadn't been great for a while there. Um, it has helped us to remember you know, getting him active time. And then that also usually gets us active time too. 
So it's been kind of great for him, great for us. And I mean, we all know this is really reinforcing the strategy of monitoring, right? Definitely. So, and it's very important. Like if you don't track it, you don't really know what's going on. And for anybody out there who has a more high energy child, we'll say, um, this is a real, uh, a really great thing to have. And it's also just really entertaining because you can look at your kid and think, yeah, it seems like they've been running around a lot today. And then you look at their wrist and you see 23,000 steps and it's like five o'clock and you think, yeah, I guess my kid is energetic. <laughs> But I always think too, it's funny when he goes for a walk with us, he's got like two steps for every one we take. So he's getting double. Oh, good call. Yeah. But anyway, so I really recommend that to anybody with kids, but anybody without kids too. I think it's, I think they are such a good tool. I don't wear one. Do you? Like I a- have dabbled with it. I think probably it's going to be about a season for some people. And it's also going to be about personality and maybe where you fit into um, Gretchen's uh, outline of expectations, outer or inner expectations. If you need sort of some reinforcement in terms of inner expectations, then it might be helpful to have that as an accountability partner that's on your wrist. Yeah. Uh, I think that's what was helpful for me for a while when I did it for a few months. And then after that, I sort of was like, okay, I got this now. Maybe it's worth doing yeah. a refresher. But I think for a lot of people, they are very helpful to kind of keep them accountable to, oh, I should be moving more, especially in a world where we are rewarded for sitting still in a chair and lots of us are rewarded with a paycheck. So we need to move our bodies more. It's a good way to remind us to move. So I don't think it's a bad idea for most people. Yeah. I think, I don't know. I've often thought about trying it, but I've never, I've never gone that way, but maybe one day. Um, And then the other thing I would say is that I noticed I recommended a lot of comedy things. So And I think that this is so important right now. And I fully, this is something I 100% endorse this. So any stand-up comedy specials, TV shows, movies, et cetera. So I've talked about the show Catastrophe, um, Parks and Rec, the Sack Lunch Bunch with Jack Mulaney. And I actually recently watched the new Jerry Seinfeld stand-up special on Netflix. Have you seen that this is? No, I haven't seen it. Um, It's called 23 Hours to Kill, and it is very much worth watching. And I would check it out. It's very, very funny. And I I know for me, I need to laugh right now. Like this is, these are serious times. And I am a comedy lover all times, but I need it. I need it, need it, need it more now than ever. Um, Like, do you ever have that thing where you laugh at things that you shouldn't when things are really serious? Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I got a problem with that lately. And I think it's like, it's a nervous energy thing, right? Just everything we're going through. But I find little things can happen that are not that funny. And I laugh really hard at it. So I'm just feel very receptive to comedy right now, just because I need that release of a good laugh. Cool. I agree. I think that's fun. And you're right. I think a good laugh right now is helpful for everybody. Absolutely. So how about you? Um, I would say looking back, the things that that sort of stuck out for me the most were the books that I recommended. So we, we, at the beginning, when we did our challenges every month, we had a book that went along with the challenge. And so that sort of was more intentional in terms of here's the book for the month. So those were cool. Um, And I think probably having this platform 
here on the podcast has probably at least subconsciously got me picking books that will help me to up level in terms of self-improvement because I know that I might be talking about them and also I'm thinking about, okay, how am I going to become a better human? Some of these books can be helpful in pushing you in that direction. Uh, we have discussed our online pretend best friends, Gretchen Rubin and James Clear, and their books on the podcast. And they are great in terms of habits and intentional living and all sorts of really great stuff. So mm -hmm. um, we've also talked about some cool memoirs and some fiction books that made the cut in the last couple of years for my Umi likeies. So I think that the other thing that is relevant here is that talking about reading and having it as one of my 19 for 19 and 20 for 20 has got me choosing and reading more great books. So then I can recommend those to other people as well. And it also has the lovely side effect that I've mentioned plenty of times over the past hundred episodes is that when I'm reading a book book, I'm less likely to engage in the mindless scroll on my phone or device, which brings us back to that whole digital detox situation. When I have the book in front of my face, I feel like my brain is getting like a good dose of something amazing instead of the scroll constant that's not good for us in lots of ways. So, yeah. um, and that scroll has been potentially, especially troublesome in the time of COVID. So um, the book books have been a, a good help and we'll continue to con recommend whatever it is we're reading in the next uh, 100 episodes. Yeah. And you know, it's funny you say that our um, neighborhood little library just went back up. Oh, it did. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, it came down during kind of when things were really bad there and now it's back up and it really it really felt exciting to see it back and i actually went and got a book from it and i started oh, cool. reading that and uh we put a couple books in it as well so yay for books yay for books all right let's move on to you win or you learn each week jenny and i will trade off during this segment to let you know where we did something right and there is cause to celebrate or where perhaps something went off the rails and allowed for a learning opportunity yeah these can be related to our journey as we take on new habits or they may just be celebrations and bumps in the road in our everyday lives. So today we are going to share what our biggest wins and learns have been as we have embarked on this journey to 100 episodes. So Jenny, let's jump off with you with a win. Okay. So I think an obvious major win, and it's for both of us, is the fact that we've stuck with this for 100 episodes for 100 consecutive weeks. because. It's, it's one thing to do something a hundred times, but to do it for a hundred consecutive weeks, that's really, really cool. It is and cool. I, you know, when you think about the things that have taken pl place over the last 100 weeks, there have been some tough ones, including the sad loss of beloved family members for both of us. Mm -hmm. And now a global pandemic are you kidding me? <laughs> really? So the fact that we've kept this going is awesome. And I say we should give each other a virtual pat on the back for that. Great work team. Good job. Yeah. High five. High five. Yeah. High five. Bang, bang. Happy clap. So how about um, you? Well, my win is in the same vein. I've said this before and I'll likely say it again. Until you and I started this podcast project, the things that I did consistently were that I ate, I slept, and I took care of my patients. And that was pretty much it. So I tend to chase whatever shiny object is around or get really involved in holding the couch down and doing nothing for days at a time. So having you, Jenny, as my disciplined accountability partner has inspired and encouraged me to be part of this project where we have been consistent every single day, every single day, not every single day, every single week for 100 weeks in a row. It really is true. And one of the big lessons for me that continues to evolve from this project is this. Everything that I want is on the other side of consistency. 
Mm-hmm. So thank you. And thank you listeners for inspiring me and offering me accountability to be consistent in the creation of this podcast for a hundred episodes. Yeah. Because I think if, if we had, you know, only the two of us as listeners, I don't know if we would have felt the motivation to keep going. So thank you to everyone who listened and sent us lovely notes because it really did help us keep going. Definitely. Mm-hmm. All, All right. right. What about learn? Learns. Okay. So I have learned in the last 100 weeks that sometimes despite being your disciplined accountability partner, as you say, um, sometimes this discipline means that I sometimes just do things out of habit, which is great or kind of default because I said I would, even though it isn't necessarily the best idea. So it can make it easier sometimes for me to form a habit just because of that personality trait. But as I have seen some habits fall off, I realized that I need to get clearer on why I want certain habits and then move forward. I think some habits I did because I thought I should, and that can make it hard to keep up if you then fall off the wagon. It becomes an all or nothing transaction if you don't have that inner reason of why you really want it. So I'm learning that I need to do fewer things with more intention to have a better chance of making them stick. It's bringing that intentionality into it. That's awesome. Yeah. Cause I found I had at one point there, I had quite the list of things I was doing every single day and I held it down for a long time, but I realized as some of them dropped off that I was getting kind of, I don't know what I would call it, but like habit fatigue where it was sure. like, I needed to start to think like, okay, but why am I doing this? Because I think that that would have helped me kept going is if I was really clear on the why I wanted to do them. But yeah. So it's so cool how um, usually, and I think that this happens often when we do the podcast, that your win and my learn sort of play off of one another. It's Mm -hmm. really neat that there's this spectrum between you doing habits just for the sake of doing habits. And the way you described it was because you said you would. Mm -hmm. For me, the biggest thing that I've learned is I'm more likely to do something because I said I would and somebody is counting on me. Mm. But that's a good thing for me. So it's the difference between being the upholder in Gretchen Rubin's framework of managing expectations, which is what you do and you are, and you do it amazingly, and me being the obliger and sort of finding what are the best bits of those two personality types and uh, the way that we fit into the framework. I don't necessarily need to get clear on my whys because I know what they are. I just need to be consistent and have accountability to do things, which is what I've learned and what I've gained by being as a part of this process and these hundred episodes. And it's yeah. neat that you have learned something similar, but you got to like back it up a bit. Yeah. Well, and I find that oftentimes you and I kind of end up, um, I don't know, I'll say like rubbing off on each other or kind of flipping some things to each other. Yeah. You know, whereas if you look back to where we started out to where we are now, you know, even last year, our words of the year that we had were things that we were trying to absorb off the other person. Yeah. It's like right? a Freaky Friday situation. We just like bumped into each other and then like are trying to take the other person's personality a little bit. It's like, <laughs> what you have, I need some of that. Let's teach each other. Oh, that's great. That means we're a good team. Exactly. So I think that that's... um yeah, I think that that's really, really interesting. Same. That we, we got that. But yeah, hey, congrats, Peg. Congrats, Jenny. Well done. 
Well done. All right. That's it for this special episode, the 100th episode of The Improvement Project. Let us know what your favorite episode has been or what habits you have been inspired to work on after listening to our habit adventures. Also, let us know what you are interested in hearing more of in the next 100 episodes. For questions or comments, send us an email to theimprovementproject at drpeggymalone.com. You can come and say hi on the socials. Jenny is on Twitter at jcoast, and I'm on Instagram at drpeggymalone. You can always get our attention by using the hashtag theimprovementproject. You'll find all of the resources and links that we mentioned during today's show in the show notes at drpeggymalone.com forward slash podcast. If this episode was helpful at all for you, please be sure to tell a friend and share it with them. This is the way that we can be of service right now. And if you found it helpful, pass it on. We also have a Facebook group. So search for the Improvement Project on Facebook to join in on the conversation. Thanks so much for listening for 100 episodes. Until next time, stay focused and get after it. Sending you all big love. I wasted a real opportunity here. What do you mean? I didn't say hundo. Hundo P. Hundo P. Aw. Okay. (laughs) Re-record. Maybe there's a way that we can pull it in right now. I think there's a hundo P chance of that. <laughs> Heyo. Heyo. <laughs>